Hey everyone, the entrepreneurship cell of St. Joseph's College of Commerce has created this podcast, Resonance, in a bit to connect to our audience a little better, especially with the pandemic situation we find ourselves in. Over the course of this podcast, we aim to bring in various industry speakers, entrepreneurs, and basically really smart people to share their ideas and give us better insights on the entrepreneurial world we live in today. So sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy. For our first episode, we have Mr. Jishnu Vipin, who has cleared his BA and MA in economics from SJC. Currently, he's teaching St. Joseph's ISC. It's great to have you on board, Mr. Jishnu. Thank you so much for having me, Saurabh. And uh, thank you so much, SJC CESL, for inviting me. And considering that I am one of the smart people you guys thought, I'm just a little more experienced than you guys. I'm not smart. Okay, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, sir. It's just you being humble here. <laughs> no. The topic for this podcast that we have chosen is feasibility of the digital economy in India to tackle unemployment. Now, Mr. Jishnu, being uh, an BA and MA in economics, he has great understanding of uh, the Indian economy and, and we think that he would be the perfect candidate to explain more about the situation that India is in today. Yeah, I'll try my level best. Uh, one thing we should all know about economics is that it's one of the most unpredictable things in the world because it's at the end of the day in the human mind, right? And human mind itself in itself is one of the most unpredictable thing. So yeah, we'll try and see what we can get within this conversation. That's true. All right. So we do actually have a question in mind. So India actually aims to be a $1 trillion digital economy by 2025. And now we already know that this was an ambitious idea or an ambitious project that India wants to reach. Uh, so do you think that this is actually feasible considering the impact that the uh, pandemic has had on the economy? Yes, I genuinely feel that right now, especially because of the pandemic, it is very feasible, right? Now, India had planned, I think, uh, $1 trillion economy, digital economy by 2025, right? right? In this year itself, you have seen a huge boost in the digital economy, uh, economy platforms and how people are using this particular platform to make sure their products and services reaching, is reaching the mass, right? And there is actually a lot of investments that is being made in uh, digital economics right now in India. All right. Now, our government, whether whatever you say about the government, all right, they were actually, you know, pushing this a lot from 2017 itself, all right, to have a digital India and digital economic India. And this is actually our pandemic has right now. Yes, there has been a huge problem for, but for digital economic platform, it has been a, you know, it has been a, it has done a favor to us to in order to invest in digital economics in in India and everything. That is what I personally feel because for example, you take uh, even you guys right now, you guys have started this content creation, right? Even I have started a particular content creation platform uh, on another podcast channel like that. There are so many people that is actually coming up. The number of internet users are also increasing. Educational institutions are using uh, digital economic platform in order to teach, right? Which was, if last year you you were asking me to teach my students online and only through all these online platforms, I would have been baffled at this particular idea. But right now we are all, you know, it's a day-to-day activity for us. So definitely, yes, definitely, especially a service sector and uh, maybe in the future also manufacturing sector will make sure that, you know, they are going to venture into digital economies and they're going to do whatever they can for this. Yes, I do feel so. 
that's really interesting so i actually have a different perspective to this so i do agree that there have been specific businesses that have really improved uh, maybe in terms of the food deliveries or the sanitization or the hygiene uh, products have really uh, boomed in this lockdown period but this is only specific sectors and if india plans or envisions to be a 1 trillion dollar industry wouldn't you need support from a lot of uh, sectors and that is not happening right now so do you still believe that uh, india can cope and reach that goal correct correct now this is a very good point you made actually and i was supposed to say this little later also but yes i'll uh, talk about this now itself yes india needs a lot of uh, support especially from the government first and second from like you said from other sectors all right and right now if you see the newspaper and everything in it, they are getting that support they are getting a lot of investments from private agencies and everything for internet infrastructure all right government yes the problem with the government that we have always seen is that they are never up you know they are they are never keep up the pace all right it will take time but um, right now if you see the businesses and private uh, private sectors and private investors have realized that there is no other choice other than to put investment in such digital platforms all right and now you can actually see that they are they are doing it there are articles that shows that they are right now doing it and that is why india is not facing as bad a recession as we would we would have if not for these digital economic platforms that's true that's true so do you believe that through these through the digital economy we will be able to cope up for what we lost from the other sectors okay now here is where you need to talk a little more, bit more about the unemployment problems and everything that would take time all right so how can we recover the unemployment uh, uh, aspect that we faced in other sectors that would take time but in an economic growth perspective slowly but steadily uh, i i am optimistic i am optimistic but yes indian the mentality of indian people itself and the uh, like you know the education system itself needs to change in order to cope them for this particular uh, sector that we are going to venture into is what i feel that's true that's that's great to hear actually um so you touched upon unemployment and i was going to uh, touch upon that later as well but since we have um the gro- yeah. the graduates and the postgraduates actually form the largest group of people who are unemployed and specifically in this lockdown we have seen people who who had an established position in a organization also losing their jobs so do you think that the digital the digital economy can come into the picture and actually help create jobs considering that most jobs are getting automated today okay correct now this is where we need to uh, draw a difference between um the unemployment in a manufacturing sector and how the, what are the employment opportunities in the service sector and here is where we need to understand the difference between what is meant by uh, automation or digitalizing a service sector and the manufacturing sector i hope our listeners know what uh, the difference between service and manufacturing now if you take service sector if you take service sector you can actually see right now you yourself said that uh, swiggy now swiggy was a service sector that is one of uh, that you are digitalizing food delivery right you are digitalizing the whole process of restaurants yeah and making sure you are uh, getting food at home and the number of people swiggy employed that is major all right a lot of people and they have been those are the people who are employed uh, who are semi skilled right now that i am dividing them into three unskilled semi skilled and skilled laborers now service sector if you think about it all right service sector requires a lot of use uh, use of information and technology and everything and hence the people you said pg and postgraduates 
who are involved in this particular sector will definitely uh, i don't think their job market is reducing I, if anything it's increasing for example i saw that byju's was recently recruiting 100 new uh, sales team for bangalore office all right so that is an information sector now that's a service sector and their their opportunity is increasing now um, another example one of my friend uh, called devaya he he got a job on amazon right now all right so these platforms right now these digital platforms are able to expand more and more right now and hence their job opportunities are increasing but in india the problem is obviously these uh, unskilled and semi skilled laborers and those people who are involved in the manufacturing sector and that has always been a problem all right so yes in the manufacturing sector yes we are going to face a little bit of problem with automation and digitalization and everything like that but service providers not as much all right that's really interesting so do you think that there are any channels through which uh, maybe in terms of a more comprehensive training system for these unskilled laborers in the manufacturing industry or any form of automation in the manufacturing industry could actually help keep these uh, workers still employed um yeah so that is this economics known as uh, paul krugman all right now he was talking about how uh, earlier in the us uh, docs and everything uh, so they the the people who were transferring the goods were actually uh, they were they were they were laborers who were transferring the goods all right from one place to another now after that machines came right cranes came and other machines came and everybody thought that all of them would lose that particular job all right but what ended up happening was that they were actually in a, eventually trained in order to be work in that particular environment in that particular workplace and hence this is known as frictional unemployment all right so frictional unemployment is when there is a particular technological advancement or there is some other advancement you take a little bit time in order to adjust to that particular uh, technological advancement right and then after you are equipped and trained to do that particular job then you come back and train that uh, you work in that particular sector all right now if there is automation happening here yes there will be frictional unemployment in india all right now frictional unemployment will only stay permanent if such training methods and everything is not given but uh, if there is a demand for something there obviously will be supply for something right. right right if people really want yeah if people really want to take up a job and train and, and get money from that job people will be sure to you know get that training and people there will be others who will provide this particular training but it will take a lot of time and again for that our government needs to uh provide a lot of vocational training and vocational education and everything which they have already told in the new educational policy let's see how it is work our government's problem was never the schemes but it's always the implementation that's true because our government has, yeah our government has a lot of ideas all the time but implementation never happens as much perfect all right so that was yeah. very interesting to hear so i wanted to touch upon this topic initially as well um so we are seeing the yeah. boom of the digital economy in india today and most of the business happening yeah. uh, through online platforms and i personally know yeah. quite a few of my friends are heavily splurging their money um and through to like probably buy products or buy clothes for example or buy food yeah. now seeing this and uh, although we are a developing country and we haven't reached the place where most other developed countries are do you think that our country today is ready for the digital economy um that is a question right i don't the thing is the question should never be are we ready or not ready right we have to do it 
if you need to be globally competitive right now in the world right with the advent globalization everybody is interconnected everybody is in a it's one world right now uh, usually before this uh, internet explosion it was a few different worlds in their confined a uh, particular trading system and i think it has become one world and if you want to be globally competitive doesn't matter whether you're ready or not you need to do it all right you need to force it uh, just take for example and and again as i told you uh, it's a demand problem right you are demanding to be globally competitive you you are reaching a stage where you have no other choice other than to be involved in certain uh, uh, certain online platforms and everything in order to get your market uh, to be known to the others all right for marketing and other strategies as well right all right and you end up take, yeah and you end up taking for example if you take india in 2011 right the number of internet users in india was around i'm not this is not the accurate figure it was around 10% okay Okay. now right now you take just in 10 years we have reached just less than 60% and we are the second largest internet users in the world after china right right so yeah it, the thing is it doesn't matter whether we are ready or not the whole world is demanding for it and hence india has to step up their game and do it that's true so can we consider the digital economy to be sort of a survival remedy for the indian economy today uh not just yes yes definitely it has always been a survival remedy uh because india is very weird okay <laughs> let me just put this straight okay normally how what is the um se- sectoral change that happens to any country is first they uh, dominate the agricultural sector okay then they move to the manufacturing sector all right and then they uh, make enough products and make sure you are equipped with everything and then they move to the service sector okay that is how the growth process happens for each and every country that's how what happened in china that's what happened in all of these uh, european state uh, countries india weird as as we always are all right we moved from agricultural sector to service sector and then and then it just stayed there for some time and slowly manufacturing sector is catching up that's all what is happening right, right. so yes it has always been our uh, survival uh, mode in order to be competitive in the world all right but one of the biggest reason as to why india is doing so well in the service sector is because of the cheap labor right that's when people uh, you know bpo start coming in several outsourcing started coming in other countries started giving us uh, setting up their it firms here right so yes this is going to be our survival mode from now onwards it has been for a long time and it will be in the future also so you mentioned about how india has is a weird country and it has jumped from uh, going from agricultural country to uh, the service sector directly um, now do you feel that there are some implications that we or consequences that we would have to face for making that jump and skipping the the second block all right now okay capital goods right that is extremely important for any country especially a developing country all right now capital goods are basically those goods that you use to produce other goods so so capital goods are very essential for a country for their growth now what happens is that when you don't focus enough on manufacturing sector or like you said when we jump from agriculture to service immediately we still need our goods we still need our uh, particular goods and uh, you know comfort goods and luxury goods and essential goods also and all of that in order for a country to survive obviously and especially for the economic growth right india did not thrive enough uh, in the manufacturing sector what we end up doing is always we uh, 
we would have to obviously import right and now there is something called a dependency theory in economics all right now dependency theory is when um developed countries they uh, export goods especially capital goods and everything to developing countries all right and developing countries buy capital goods because they need it for development here what happens is that um uh, capital goods are actually very very expensive and developing countries have to pay these expensive pay for these expensive goods to develop developed countries and uh because developing countries are labor intensive and everything the finished products will be much cheaper all right and when they export it to other developed countries what happens is that they are selling a much cheaper good so here itself the balance of payment is uh, in a huge imbalance all right there is a balance of payment disequilibrium so basically you are paying much more than what you are getting back all right now india was actually facing a balance of payment uh, deficit for a, for many many years it is still facing um i don't know the latest news yet so don't take my word for it i i actually read a news where there is a slight export surplus because nothing is coming to india all right so that's whole another thing yes but there is a balance of payment deficit that is happening because of this and hence yes manufacturing is very important and that has been the repercussions that we had faced because of this jump all right yeah makes sense um now taking yeah. into consideration small businesses and startups uh, us being an e-cell as well i think it's crucial for us to ask you this question um i personally yeah. have spoken to a lot of founders and co-founders who had to freeze operations or they had to shut down business uh, specifically specifically Correct. because they could not operate in such situations where they faced a money crunch or they faced a situation where uh, the customers were not coming in um so how do you think that uh, the digital economy can actually support such startups or how do you believe that uh, these startups can cope with uh, a lockdown situation and how do they adapt to it to create con- customer value at the end of the day it firstly it depends on what kind of uh, businesses are we talking about now is this the kind of businesses where we can um, bring the products to them so if the problem is that they are not coming to you to buy the products why not you give them the products and you you provide them the products right that is another uh, one solution that i just right at the top of my head that i thought of all right and right now is the perfect opportunity to for you to do digital marketing all right now is the platform for you to make sure you make your presence online all right and uh, for each product it's obviously different and uh, you really need to okay three use i can think of that is required for any businesses right now is up, uh, to be updated the uh, upgradation and upscale all right that is the three keywords i'd say for any businesses to thrive right now all right you need to be up to date on each and every technological advancements that's coming all right you need to make sure that you learn what is important and you discard what was what is not important anymore don't stick to the old methods that you have been doing all right try and innovate try and um you know make try and try to make sure that your products are something that is different from the other people all right now for example even a podcast all right you need to always make sure that, that your part now there are so many podcasts that is coming up all right you need to you need to show that why is yours different from the others all right that is the that is that has always been one of the key uh, feature of marketing all right to be unique all right the usps right you guys know this already unique selling points and everything all right so that is one thing then you need to upgrade all right you need to bring in new system you need to bring in new people with uh, new information all right you need to make sure 
that you upgrade your technology you need to make sure that whatever you are using now if it's obsolete now immediately remove it and change it learn be always ready to learn all right and upscale up yeah if you got the first two right then obviously you can slowly slowly build up your business and scale it up in however you want i think that's a very smart way to look at it where it's like a recipe for any business to actually survive in the business world i was actually into an industry leader quite recently and he said that this is the time for startups to actually rise because most of the big firms they cannot they're not as agile or as flexible as startups so these uh, companies usually suffer because they cannot change or change their uh, business model completely to adapt to the uh, current situation and that's where the opportunity lies for startups or uh, entrepreneurs today because uh, they can actually leverage that to their advantage they can use the lockdown to their advantage to actually come up with an idea and explore um, the possibilities in the market today exactly now yeah that perfectly said because uh, now they are calling this the new normal no this particular lockdown situation everything is they are calling this a new normal one of the reason why they are calling this a new normal is because some of the features of what is happening right now some of the things as to what is happening right now will actually continue in the future and one of that is actually uh, the concept of uh, work from home the concept of how can you uh, how can you do certain business activities without going out much that's true. all right and like you said starting a startup right now will actually benefit them a lot because now they are starting with all these hand- handicaps that is available to them they are it's a challenge for them and if they overcome this particular challenge and it is going to stay and they can actually learn a lot from this also true all right so yes true I think you gave a better answer than me so go ahead yeah. not really not really so um speaking about the digital economy there's another section of the digital economy that I wanted to discuss with you uh what happens usually is that there are these big firms or these uh big industries for example I'll just want to take you take the example of flipkart where they've mo- monopolized the economy in that sector at least in the indian uh, marketplace Uh, the only competition they face is uh, amazon but with both of them in the picture uh, most of the small businesses is an even bigger monopoly yeah exactly yeah um so obviously they are creating a monopoly in the marketplace today and that actually creates a huge disadvantage for smaller businesses if they want to rise because because of the big billion days most of the other marketplaces the e-commerce websites uh, saw such reduction in sales that the uh, the the government regulations had to come in to stop flipkart from selling so much on a particular day because they were monopolizing the entire economy and now this is this is a pattern that i believe is going to exist for a long time because there are always obviously going to be uh, companies that are going to rise in such a way that other small businesses cannot survive uh, so is there any remedy or is there any solution to such an issue okay now this is something i feel personally that the government directly needs to uh interfere uh and intervene all right because now take take these platform platforms like you said like take amazon google and facebook now and even flipkart in india they are they have come to dominate their respective market they have not come to compete they want to dominate all right now they have generated a massive network effects by like facilitating exchange with technology as these platforms are getting more and more popular their user value is also increasing all right and when the user value is increasing the the consumers are getting a lot of benefits by cheaper uh, products and every, uh, obviously all of these things like that right 
now there's something in uh, eco known as uh, pred- not eco in business as well known as predatory pricing are you familiar with that predatory pricing right right i am uh, so it's basically pricing it yeah. at such low levels that other competition can't come in yeah exactly this is exactly what's happening uh, in big billion days like you said that's exactly the business model of amazon whether you like it or not uh, I, i even i have an amazon prime account okay i am not someone who is uh, so saintly and everything but yeah that is one method that these people are using in order to eliminate their competition all right destroy their competition that is the right words to use eliminate and destroy all right now this is this is something uh, told by hasan minaj it's not my original research all right this is something told by hasan minaj in his uh, show the patriot act i i hope if you guys have not seen it please uh, go watch it it's a wonderful show all right so yeah in that the he was saying that there was this particular um, website called diapers.com all right which was selling uh, baby products to all the uh, mothers and parents and everything they were selling baby products and everything so amazon approached diapers.com to purchase that particular website and purchase the selling right of that all the products that they have in that particular diapers.com all right now diapers.com obviously denied because they already had a demand and they did not want to sell that particular uh, website and company Right. right amazon were like okay guys peace yeah okay guys peace okay, we won't do anything uh, you yourself will come to approach us uh, because you want to sell this company all right what they did was for mothers day they reduced the prices of the products so much right for mothers day they uh, amazon reduced the pr- prices of all the baby products and uh, mothers products and everything so much that they eliminated the competition and diapers.com had no other choice because uh, because they the prices were so low and they could not possibly compete against amazon during those times and they had to sell it right. they ended up selling it all right so yeah this is this is happening all around the world right now all these companies amazon flipkart and everything there need to be a proper you know law laid down there need to be a certain uh, policies given by our government in order to make sure you know this is not happening our small scale businesses and everything everyone still uh, can compete against these uh, large scale businesses in the economy or right. we should not repeat 1991 mistake again right right yeah because this is the fourth industrial revolution no it's called the fourth industrial revolution digital economy and you know we should not repeat the 1991 mistake of lpg and how small businesses suffered again as what i feel that's really interesting uh so i just wanted yeah. to know if you have any last words for our viewers uh, on the digital economy and its its role in actually reducing unemployment in india okay we all are very aware so this is something that i wanted to uh, let the listeners know also because we spoke a lot about the urban scenario i wanted to talk about the rural setup how what can we do for the digital economy in the rural setup and everything see yes yes digital economy is right now thriving more than ever as i told you the number of internet users are increasing day by day and we have actually one of the cheapest uh, telecom providers in the world all right we we are our uh, you know internet packages and everything is actually one of the cheapest in the world and and because of that there is a digital penetration happening in all over india but the problem is we can't build a building without land right, right? and why i'm saying this is because the literacy rate of india is still in the 70s the, it's around 75% or something and the number of internet users would only go up to that much it won't go beyond because at the end of the day you need to be you need to 
read and write in order for, for you to access certain things and as, why was i talking about rural areas because especially in the rural areas the literacy rates are still not that great all right it is still very low now it is important for all of us to actually invest especially the private uh, as well as the public to invest in all these sectors in the rural areas as well urban areas because there is a proper demand for it automatically it would develop and in rural areas because of the traditional outlooks and because of the illiteracy and everything like that it might not actually grow as much or as fast as it is growing in the urban area and it is going to cause a problem why because now if most of the people and the globally if they are all going into digital market if they are going going to digital economy who would suffer is the people who are not involved in this particular economy the whole world is going to function within this digital economic platforms right and people who are excluded will be the people who will be end up getting marginalized and one of the most uh, you know prone people that are in india are especially agricultural laborers and uh, other marginalized people in the rural sector there is an obvious obvious need for private investments on internet infrastructure and government investment for on internet infrastructure in these rural areas it's already coming up a little bit there they are uh, using marketing strategies uh, using enam electronic national agricultural marketing which is good all right in the agriculture sector one more thing we should uh, think about and we should remember about is you should stop being uh, the policy should stop becoming production centric and it should should move to a market centric infrastructure right see at the end of the day you should realize that farmers are not producing all the food products because india is facing a food security or in order to provide food security for india no they are doing it because they want to earn income we should be we should be very blunt about this and it should be very obvious that nobody goes in because they are always serving for the uh, community yes a part of that is yes but the motivation only comes when you are getting paid for that also and hence one of the ways to go f- uh, forward with that particular market centric infrastructure is through bringing in you know digital economic platforms in these rural areas and in uh, agriculture and all of that as well so for that people like you guys should also make sure that you are doing giving for the community as well when you are getting into businesses i completely agree with you and i think that a balanced uh, development of the country or uh, maybe just seeing the asset that we have in the rural areas is also essential for us to actually grow as an economy uh, in the long term exactly so yeah you know there was something called apmcs okay yeah apmcs are agricultural produce market committees all right so these uh, this is a committee which was formed in order to eliminate the farmer the intermediaries okay that were there from farmers to wholesalers and everything so farmers would sell it to an intermediary and they would sell it to further to a retailer or wholesaler or anything and these intermediaries would uh, maybe sometimes uh, take up much more money and they had developed monopoly practices uh, basically now the one of the reason why right now these uh, apmcs are doing well is because of the implementation of digital marketing in farming so here what they are doing is that there is right now as i told you electronic national agriculture market so this integrates the uh, physically dispersed markets normally from their agricultural land to another wholesaler market and everything it will be quite it will be quite far right so here what they are doing is uh, they are integrating all these uh, markets digitally they are uh, telling you okay fine there is a wholesale market here you can go directly and uh, sell sell your products here there is a retail market here you can go directly and sell your products here and this is actually helping uh, helping them a lot so yeah this was a purely agricultural thing another thing interesting thing that i read was in bihar actually sheep rearing yeah sheep rearing no 98% of that 
is done by women 98% of that so, and they, those are one of the poorest category in bihar who who does this okay and normally when they have to sell sheep and uh, sheep and everything because you know how uh, women are treated in our country and how then all these patriarchal norms and everything they are not taken seriously and the sheep were bought at a very lower rate oh, okay. all right very lower rate but now what they started doing is that they started clicking the pictures of sheep and putting it in olx oh right. okay and here yeah now now they are getting at least uh, 25 to 40% more than what they used to get before now this is another way of showing how this particular digital penetration has helped in even improving the situation of the marginalized i was talking about the farmers and the sheep traders in bihar right now now that needs to happen and it will happen i am optimistic uh, again it will happen and for that people like you should go into uh, businesses because public there should be a public private partnership in order to make sure all this happens right right i think that was like a very beautiful instance that you gave us to totally understand uh, the way that the digital economy can penetrate and actually help uh, lives today thank you so much mr jishnu for this podcast for your insights talking about how the digital economy is a survival remedy to how india is a weird country to the dependency theory to the importance of the digital marketing today i think you covered a lot of topics that will really help uh, the entrepreneurs and the students in general uh, today to actually understand the importance of the digital economy in curbing unemployment thank you so much mr jish thank you so much for having me and uh, for your for- first podcast uh, you called guys called me i don't know why i am not an expert in any of these topics but still i gave me a nice platform for me to research and learn and uh, i love all of you guys because personally you know i've seen you guys before and you guys some of you guys at least were my students and everything so anything for this particular college and this particular institution and for you guys especially don't worry about it yeah thank, thank you so much it's always a pleasure to have you thank you for tuning in on our very first podcast of resonance we will be back soon with a new speaker on a whole new agenda so keep yourself updated through our instagram page at eselsgcc